is one beautiful summer day, um, a pastor was going out on a bike ride. And um, while he was out, he saw this young man um, out in front of his house with a lawnmower standing next to it. The lawnmower had a for sale sign on it. So uh, the pastor needed a lawnmower. His broke the week before, and so he decided to swing on by and see what this, you know, this young 12-year-old boy um, wanted for this lawnmower. So he biked over and said, son, um, I'm interested in this lawnmower. How much, uh, how much are you selling it for? He said, well, I really don't know. What do you want to, what do you want to give me? The pastor said, well, tell me this. What are you trying to get? And we can start there. He said, well, I'm saving up money to get a bike. Pastor looked down and he realized he was riding a bike. And he said, what a beautiful thing. I don't need a bike. I hardly ever use it. This kid wants a bike. And so it might be a good trade. He said, son, you, you want to make this trade? And um, the kid was like, well, let me try it out. So he jumped on the bike and he started riding up and down the street. Came back and he said, I think this is a pretty good trade. Let's do it. So the pastor started looking over the lawnmower. Uh, he checked the gas can. It had plenty of gas, and the cord wasn't frayed. It just was, looked like it was going to be a good deal. You know? And so he got there behind the lawnmower, and he started just pulling the cord. <laughs> Nothing. It wouldn't start. Pulled it again. <laughs> wouldn't start. Pulled it a third time. <laughs> and this is a hot summer day. And you know, all of a sudden, he's just starting to get exhausted, and he's just ripping that thing back and forth. He checks the choke. The choke is set right. It's not flooded, just ripping and ripping and pulling on the cord and nothing's happening. So he said, kid, what is up with this lawnmower? I've been pulling this thing for 10 minutes and it just won't start. Does it work? And he said, well, well, yes, pastor, that, that lawnmower works. The thing is, is that you have to cuss at it to get it to start. The pastor said, what? I got to do what? He said, you, it, it's a cussing lawnmower. You got to cuss at this lawnmower to get it to start. And he said, kid, I got to tell you, I've been a pastor for 20 years. I don't, I don't even know how to cuss. I can't even tell you the last time I said a cuss word. I, I, I just can't do this. And he said, he said, pastor, I tell you, you just keep pulling that cord and you'll learn really quick how to cuss. <laughs> how many of you felt like cussing at a lawnmower this week? Well, we're in Arizona, so maybe it wasn't a lawnmower. Maybe it was a car that pulled out in front of you, a kid in your house or in the neighborhood, maybe even your spouse. How many of you felt like cussing sometime this week? That's what we're talking about today. We're not, well, we're not talking about cussing. We're actually talking about patience. We're talking about patience. Paul wrote that when the Holy Spirit is in charge of your life, this is what comes out. Love. Joy, peace, and patience. Now, when we start reading that list, we hear the word love, we're like, yes, Lord. I, I really want more love in my life. I want to feel more love. I want to give more love. It's all about the love. That's great. Love, joy. I mean, who doesn't want to be more joyful? I mean, that is a wonderful thing. We get excited with joy, right? Yes, I want to experience more joy and I want to be more joyful. I want more peace. Man, look at this last few weeks. Yes, we need peace. And then we get to the word patience. We're like, ugh. Because probably every single one of us could use a little bit of help 
with this idea of patience. But the scripture says that when the Holy Spirit is in charge of your life, this is what comes out. Patience. I know I need some help with patience in my life. So let's talk about that today. How do we develop patience? Well, before we get into this idea of patience, let's look at a few different scriptures that talk about the idea of patience. Psalms 27, 14, the writer David says this. He says, wait patiently for the Lord. Be brave and courageous. Yes, wait patiently for the Lord. So David is saying that sometimes you just got to you got to slow down, wait, and see what God has in store for you. Colossians 3, 12 and 13 says, Since God chose you to be holy people, He loves, you must clothe yourselves like you put on clothes every morning, hopefully all of you do, with tended, tender-hearted mercy, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. And then he says this. This is, gets where it kind of gets really close to home. Make allowance for each other's faults and forgive anyone who offends you. Now, that's patience. That's patience when you're willing to make allowance for other people's faults and to forgive those who hurt you. Remember, the Lord forgave you, so you must forgive others. And then Romans, Paul writes this, Romans 2.4, Don't you see how wonderfully kind, tolerant, and patient God is with you. How many of you are glad that God is patient with you? Yeah, buddy, me too. And here's the thing, is that spirit that dwells within God also dwells within us. And so if God can be patient with us, he's given us that same spirit to be patient with others. So what are the benefits of patience? Just really quick, three really quick thoughts. Why why be patient? What's so good about patience? And the first thing is this. It simply lengthens our lives. Patience lengthens our lives. Study after study after study has shown that a lack of patience causes things along the lines of stress, right? High blood pressure when you're impatient, that blood pressure shoots up. Heart rate gets elevated. And all of those things, if you live with it long enough, what happens? It takes life away from you, right? How many of you have ever seen a clip on Facebook or on the internet of somebody doing something really, really stupid while they were being impatient and end up getting in a car wreck or in, you know, whatever and, and just being insane? Yeah, I, I could have thrown up a thousand different clips, but I thought they'd be do, too depressing this morning, so I didn't do it. But that's what happens to us when we get impatient. It steals life from us. Here's the truth, that we live longer lives when we're patient. I want to show you a picture of Jonathan. Jonathan, when this picture was taken, was 194 years old. It's a picture of the turtle. This is Jonathan. The picture on the left is, was taken in 1902. And at the time this picture was taken, he was 80 years old. The picture on the right was taken in 2014 at the ripe age of 100 at 94. And here's the thing about tortoises. Is that they're slow. They're patient. You know the old Aesop's fable, the tortoise and the hare. Is that Aesop right? Who wins the race? The patient turtle. See, it's the longest living and the slowest and the steadiest 
We can learn a lot from a turtle, from a tortoise. It lengthens our lives. Here's a second thought, is it enhances our relationships. Here's a simple truth. I just want you to know that probably people in your life would be happier to be around you if you were just a little bit more patient. I mean, how many of us enjoy being around patient people? How many of us hate being around impatient people? As a matter of fact, they drive us crazy. And so if we would just develop a little bit more patience in our lives, other people would love to be around us. It enhances our relationships. It helps us make better choices. Patience does. Most of the bad choices I've made in my life, I've made when I'm being impatient. I have a beautiful white Toyota Tundra pickup truck in the parking lot that that story is a story of impatience. Now, I live with it now and I actually like the truck, but I'll be paying for it for the next seven years or something along those lines. It's impatience. I went to just do a test drive and I walked out with a pickup truck. And I wish I was married then, babe. That wouldn't have happened probably. You make better choices. When you slow down life a little bit and you think, you know, what am I about to do? Or what am I about to say? You know, life just gets a little bit easier. We make better choices when we watch our words and we watch the things that we're doing. Here's the last thing. What's the benefits of patience? Is it allows us to receive God's best. Look, we, got, we get so out of whack sometimes because we aren't patient enough to wait on God. We jump ahead of where God is. And God has a plan and he has an idea and he's just saying, will you just slow down and wait on me? A secretary walked into a pastor's office one time and the pastor was pacing back and forth, which was really odd. And she said, are you, are you okay, pastor? Because he was such a calm and deliberate guy. And he, he's just pacing and just trying to figure things out. And he said, no, everything's not okay. I'm in a hurry. And God is not. And that's a lot of our stories, right? I'm in a hurry. And God's not. But here's the thing, is that if we want to get the best that God has to offer us, sometimes we just got to slow down. We have to cultivate patience. So how do we do that? Here's the meat of the talk today. First thing is this, is that we have to accept that some things in life are uncomfortable. Or uncontrollable, excuse me, not uncomfortable. They're uncomfortable too, but but accept that some things in life are uncontrollable. How many of you have ever pulled up to a stop sign and actually watched your clock to figure out how long is this thing going to take? Because it seems to last forever. And does the waiting and anxiety make the light go any quicker? I actually convinced myself one time that if I would just flash my headlights at that stoplight, that it would turn green a little bit faster. And there's no scientific proof out there, but that's what I had convinced, and I would just flash that headlight at that stoplight. Ah, make it go faster, make it go faster. And it would drive people, it drove me crazy. Long lines happen in life. And to think that I can move a car by honking my horn... Or I can make someone go a little bit faster by tapping my foot is absolutely insane. Some things in life are just uncontrollable. And the thing is, is that the more frantic we get in life, the more of a mess we make with life. Have you ever noticed that before? I have the spiritual gift of choosing the longest line in a grocery store. 
Anybody else have that? And it doesn't matter how many people are in that line. If I get in that line, the line next to me is going to go three times faster. It's just going to happen. And I will stand in the back waiting to get in line, like analyzing everything out. This one's got two. This one's got three. This one's got one. But the lady, the cashier, looks like she doesn't quite know what she's doing. I'm going to go with the two. And then I'm going to wait forever because the one and the one was just a speed demon waiting to happen. That's my spiritual gift. Here's the thing. Sometimes things in life are just uncontrollable. How many of you ever hit or kicked something out of impatience? Yeah, I thank you for being honest. Did it make you feel any better? (laughs) Did it hurt what you were kicking, unless it was a person? (laughs) That wall didn't feel your punch, but your hand did. That car didn't feel that kick, but your foot did. We're silly sometimes, what we do when we're impatient. I heard this story from my pastor once. A guy by the name of David Cannon was in England in 1996. Um, He was at the Westminster Bank. He was in a dispute with the Westminster Bank um, about some sort of loan. And the dispute had been going on for years. And he was just getting so frustrated with the lack of action with this bank, going back and forth and not seeing anything done, that he decided to get his manure spreader that he had on his farm and spray four tons of manure on the front of the Westminster Bank. Now, it made him feel a lot better, but do you think, do you think the manager of the bank thought, you know what, now that he's sprayed my bank with manure, I really think that I should resolve this in his favor this week. You know, this is just, I mean, what a wise thing to do. No, he was arrested, fined 3,500 pounds, and ended up losing his case because he was impatient. Look at the scripture I put in your notes, Proverbs 14.30. A relaxed attitude lengthens life. Read it with me. A relaxed attitude lengthens life. Say this after me. Sometimes, I'm going to say it again, sometimes I have to wait. Yep. Say this. Sometimes, no, excuse me, some things I can't control. Say this after me. Some stuff, I just have to let go. Those are some valuable words for us to memorize and to think on and to not allow impatience to take control of our life. We just have to accept that some things are uncontrollable. Here's a second thought. If you want to cultivate this idea of patience in your life, then value the process that produces the product. Value the process that produces the product. Here's a huge truth is that sometimes we have to be patient with ourselves to become the person that we want to be. Think about that for a second. Sometimes we have to be patient with ourselves to become the person that we want to be. Everybody wants to be a rock star, right? But nobody, or very few people, want to practice a guitar. Everybody wants to be an Olympic athlete, But not everybody wants to practice day in and day out for hours every single day to become that. that. Everybody wants to be a superstar businessman making lots of money and doing great things. But not everybody wants to do the hard work and get the degree and and drive and the push 
to make it happen in life. Bear Bryant once said that it's not the will to win, but the will to prepare to win that makes the difference. It's not the will to win, but it's the will to prepare to win that makes the difference. You can't, you can't microwave a gourmet dish. No matter how much you try, it's still microwave. It takes, it takes time. Very few, few people are willing to do what they, the hard work they have to do to attain the dream for their future. I put this in your notes. James 1, 2, and 4. James, the brother of Jesus, writes, When troubles of any kind come your way, consider it an opportunity for great joy. How many of you, when you went through something difficult this week, said, Oh, joy! Something bad! This absolutely is terrible! Thank Lord Jesus for this awful thing that I'm having to deal with this week. But that's what James is writing. He says, consider it, when troubles of any kind come your way, consider it an opportunity for great joy. Why? For you know that when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. So let it grow. For when your endurance is fully developed, you will be perfect and complete, needing nothing. You really want to be a man or a woman of God? Then you have to do things that a man or a woman of God would do. Over the years of being a youth pastor and pastor in a church, almost 17, 18 years, couldn't tell you how many times a teenager or a volunteer or an adult would say something along the lines, I just really want to be a, a man after God's own heart. I just really want to be a woman after God's own heart. And I'll say, okay, that sounds exciting. What are you doing to make that happen? Are you spending time in God's Word? Well, not really. Kind of get distracted during the week. Do you, do you spend time to pray, to talk to God about what's happening in your life? Do you, do you truly worship Him on your own? Are you doing those kind of things? Because if you're not, it's not going to happen. It takes time. It's, it's the process. You have to decide. You want to be a squash or do you want to be an oak tree? Squash will grow up in a week. An oak tree, and that takes time. It takes time to develop. Value the process. If you want to cultivate the fruit of patience, then, then value the process that leads to the person that you want to be. It doesn't happen overnight. Here's a third thought. That you need to turn your exasperating moments with people into uplifting moments with people. If you want to develop patience in your life, if you want to cultivate that and see that come out a little bit more, then turn your exasperating moments with people into uplifting moments with people. This, this is not patience. Standing in line at the grocery store, watching that woman ask for price check on line two over and over and over again and standing with your foot stomping and heavy breath and Shaking of your head. That's waiting, but, but that's not patience. Has it ever happened to you? Has it ever happened to you on the other end? You're the person. You're not meaning to take a long time, but it just happens that this is just taking a while and you feel that person standing behind you, hands on the hip, tapping the finger, breathing really heavy. Does it make you want to go any faster? If you're like me, it makes you want to slow down a tad bit more. 
I'm just a little sick that way. See, here's the thing. It's not the fact that we wait that's important, but it's how we wait that's important. What if we began to wait in a meaningful way? I know this last week you had to wait on somebody for something. That's just the world we live in. But what if we waited in a way that brought a blessing to their life and not drove them crazy? What if we waited in a way that it reflected Christ in you instead of that devil on your shoulder? What if we waited in a way that brought honor to Jesus instead of dishonor to Jesus? When is our patience uplifting? Our patience is uplifting when, we, when we're patient with a positive attitude. Smile. Say this. Smile. Let me see you smile. Say this. I'm not in a hurry. I'm not in a hurry. Say this. Say, take your time. Now, you guys didn't say that. <laughs> Let's try it again. Take your time. Yeah. This one's going to be a little bit a little bit more. Say this. Say, you're worth waiting for. Yeah. Those are some powerful phrases to learn. Some of the stuff that that goes on between us and other people boils down to the fact that we value the stuff more than we value people. And what if we began to value people a little bit more? What if we began to say, you know what, take your time. It's okay. We're not in a hurry. You're worth waiting for. I, I can wait just a little bit longer. Take, take your time. Don't rush. Everything's going to be okay. It's not how you waited on people. But it's how, it's how you speak life into their heart, into their life that makes people want to be more like you. Those are magic words. Here's the thing is that people, when people or other people are waiting on them, people get frustrated. They get ashamed because they realize that this is not the way they want it to be. And what if we brought a little bit of life and love back into their life with a positive attitude? Here's a second thought. When your patience is uplifting, when we're patient by offering a helping hand, what if you offered to help? Some of our spouses are getting beat down with the amount of stuff that they have to do every day. And gentlemen and ladies, it might be really helpful if we looked at them and said, is there anything I can help you with? You're worth it. Is there anything I can do for you? Is there anything I can do to help? Offer a helping hand. When we're patient by being tender and kind. When people know that other people are having to wait, they feel that shame, they feel that guilt, and quite frankly, it other people have a tendency to take advantage of it. Have you ever stood in line at a grocery store and watched somebody belittle a cash register or a cashier? Not a cash register, but a cashier because they're because it's just taking a long time and they just slam them and they're ugly and they're hateful. I couldn't tell you how many times I've seen it in my life. And it's just absolutely disgusting and it's hard. That, that person doesn't make their machine break on purpose. That person didn't, you know, have all these labels, you know, price tags taken off those clothes. It's not their fault. So what if we were tender and kind with other people? You will be people's hero if you're not only patient, but if you offer to help and if you're tender and kind in the process. You will endear yourself to others when you're tender and kind to them in a frustrating way. 1 Thessalonians 5.14 says, Encourage those who are timid. 
take tender care of those who are weak. Say this last, last one with me. Be patient with everyone. And here's a last thought. If you want to cultivate patience in your life, then surrender to the timing and purposes of God. Surrender to the timing and purposes of God. Some of us, some of us are frustrated because we've never gotten over the fact that our God is not a genie that we can control. Just rub on his bottle, get him to do whatever he wants for us. It doesn't happen that way. We can't get him to do what we command. He is a God that we follow, not a genie that we order. He is a guide that we listen to. A king that we obey. Not a Santa Claus granting our every wish. So we need to surrender to the timing purposes of God. This is an incredible story. Lena Paulson lives in Sweden. And in Christmas of 1995, she was having this epic baking session. I mean, she was baking cookies and pies and vegetables. I mean, she was just getting ready for Christmas and it was madhouse in her kitchen. And uh, while she was doing the baking process, she took off her wedding ring and she set it on a counter because her hands were just getting really nasty with all the baking stuff going on. And uh, as she was cleaning up, after she'd cleaned up, she realized that her ring was gone, and she started to freak out. And she looked everywhere in her house for this. I mean, she tore her kitchen apart looking for this ring, and she couldn't find it. A few years later, um, they were doing a remodel in their kitchen. And so she decided, you know what? We're going to be tearing everything out anyways. So while that contractor's in there, I'm going to be standing over his shoulder. We're going to find this ring. It has to be in this kitchen somewhere. So as they were pulling up tile and taking out cabinets and moving the, 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 the stove and all that stuff, she was looking everywhere and the ring was nowhere to be found. She figured it went down the drain, or got tossed in the trash or something along those lines. It was just gone. And in t- December of 2001, Lena was out in her garden pulling up vegetables and she pulled up a carrot, and it looked kind of funny. There's a picture of that carrot. Throw it up on the screen. Huh. See what's on top? It's a wedding ring. It's her wedding, wedding ring. She figured out that while she was cleaning out all of the, and bagging up all of the peels for the carrots and potatoes and all those things, she must have just grabbed her wedding ring and when she threw it all outside in her garden because they did a compost garden, somehow that ring found its way into the garden and that year somehow that carrot found its way up through that ring and it grew. I think there's a picture of them next to it. And it grew in that 16 years later. It came back to her growing up on the end of a carrot. Isn't that just like God to do something like that? Here's the thing, is that God's not always on Jared's timetable or on Jared's schedule. Sometimes he calls me to surrender what I want when what I want isn't when he wants to give it to me. And maybe that's the same thing for some of you. You're wanting it, and you're wanting it now, and God's just saying, You're going to have to wait a little bit on this one. Everything will be okay. 
Ecclesiastes 3.1. It says, there's a time for everything and a season for every activity under the heavens. Verse 11, he made everything beautiful in its time. What a beautiful promise. He has made everything beautiful in its time. Proverbs 19.21, you can make many plans, but the Lord's purpose will prevail. Look, you can't dictate to God what happens in your life. You have to trust. You have to trust that God has good plans for you at a good time for you. And that, like the scripture says, he'll make everything beautiful.